Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And they've got Del Curry inbounding the ball. They're going to set screens for Vince Carter coming to it. Also, watch the quick pass to Curry after he inbounds. Curry has it. Carter trying to get free. Carter at the buzzer, no good, and the Sixers hold on and advance to the conference finals. See, Ray, that's all we want. We that's want all. that moment again. Yeah, we're not asking for a lot. <laughs> Ray, it was either that or play the quadruple doink, and I figured that would be the highlight that would be better. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thanks for small favors. As we root for good things, and we are joined by Derek Bodner. Follow, on Twi- follow him on Twitter at Derek Bodner NBA. He is the Sixers reporter. His product is the Daily Beat newsletter, which is terrific. Derek knows this team as well as anybody. And Derek, we bring you on today for many reasons, mostly your expertise, but secondly, because Ray and I uh, separately have picked the Sixers to lose this series. And we're not happy with that. And we're hoping that you can change our minds. So, uh, I guess let us start with the obvious, which is the Sixers will win this series if Joel Embiid can carry them in a way that he is not in previous playoffs. It's been a great season for him. Should we have optimism that Joel Embiid can beat Goliath out there? Yeah. Yeah, and he's really the only – because I, I share a lot of your concerns, or at least what I assume will be a lot of your concerns – um, I have a lot of my own concerns. And the one thing that keeps bringing me back to the Sixers side is that Joel Embiid is just that good. And not only is he just that good, but it's not like 2019 where you're going up against another MVP caliber player, although I can't use that excuse for last year. Um, mm. But he's he's far head and shoulders above anyone else in this series. And I think the Sixers, despite any concerns I have about Harden and him not being maybe what he once was, he's still the best perimeter player that Joel Embiid has ever played with. I think Joel Embiid has more shooting around him than he ever has. And I think he's, you know, advanced in his understanding of the game. I think he is more prepared to handle Nick Nurse than he ever has been. He is the reason why I still did pick the Sixers in this series. All right, let me just throw in one quick quote, and I'll turn it over to Ray after this, because you quoted Embiid saying, I'm not going into a series hoping to average 40. They're going to get the ball out of my hands. So it's all about me really not getting frustrated and keep trusting my teammates, all the attention they're going to throw to me. I'm just here to make my teammates better. So I'm, I guess I'm just asking you to comment on on that being the approach. Yeah, I mean, he's – so the Raptors are generally one of the worst off, half-court offenses in the league. They do not score well in the half-court. That's especially true right now because 
Uh, Fred Van Vliet is injured. He's had a nagging knee injury for most of the second half of the season. So the way the Raptors are going to witness is by turning the Sixers over, uh, forcing turnovers, getting out in the break, making this not a half-court game. Raptors are very good at that. They're the best team in the league at forcing turnovers. They play a super aggressive style of defense. And if Joel Embiid does try to force things, he could get caught uh, baited into some of those turnovers. The flip side is if he is patient, if he does see the movement around him, if he does react um, decisively and correctly, there are going to be open shots for the Sixers. He will find his teammates. His teammates have to make the shot. That's an entirely different conversation. But I think if he does come out with the right mindset, even if his teammates start missing shots, I think he's got to keep that because otherwise he can play into Toronto's hand. And really, that's the only way Toronto's winning the series is if they you know, demolish Sixers on the glass and if they force the Sixers into a lot of turnovers. Uh, so I think he has to avoid that trap. I think he's right. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the NBA is really two different worlds. There's the regular season, then there's the postseason. Um, and, and, and more in the postseason, certainly, than in the regular season is coaching really does matter. Uh, you know, how you, you, you're playing the same opponent night after night after night. Preparation, strategy, switches, things like that are, are critical. And how you utilize your personnel is critical. Uh, so it really does become more of a coach's game in the postseason than it does during the regular season. How do you see, because I think Toronto, to me, looks like a very well-coached team. Uh, how do you see the matchup of the Sixers coaching vs. the Toronto coaching in this series? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, they are an exceptionally well-coached team. There's very few coaches in this league I have more respect for uh, than Nick Nurse. And I, you know, I would give them the edge. And I think Nick Nurse specifically is somebody who has caused Embiid some problems in the past. I think the Raptors specifically have some players who can also then disrupt James Harden in a way some other teams couldn't. So I think there's some concern there. Uh, you know, I do still think at the end of the day, having that MVP caliber player is going to be a big quiver that the Sixers have in their arsenal. Um, you know, I think give Joel Embiid enough time. I think he's going to be able to figure out what Nick Nurse has in store for him. But you're 100% right. I have a, a lot of, um, you know, I, I believe that Nick Nurse is a, a really good coach who's going to make the right adjustments. Uh, we'll see whether or not the Sixers and, and Embiid specifically can overcome them. Derek Bodner is our guest. Follow him on Twitter at Derek Bodner NBA. Derek, uh, there are 48 minutes in a basketball game. Joel Embiid is going to play what? We figure 36, 38? Yeah, maybe okay. 40, but yep. Maybe yep. 40. That leaves 8 to 10 that he is not playing. I understand it's a small part of the game, but it has been disastrous. What is the plan, as far as you can tell, for the backup center, the big man, when he's not there? A source of contention between everybody and the coach. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Doc Rivers at the, the final game of the regular season said that, um, you know, Paul Reed is going to play against more mobile, perimeter-oriented big men, and DeAndre Jordan will play against, uh, you know, bigger, <coughs> excuse me, uh, bigger centers. Uh, well, you look at the Raptors, they don't really have a player that they play that's over six foot nine. Mm. All of them can pretty much shoot three. And DeAndre Jordan has struggled in that role. And we've seen um, Paul Reed be used more in that role at the very tail end of the season over the final three games. So I think going in, they're going to play uh, Paul Reed as a backup center. Now, look, you talk to anyone around the team and they really do not trust his decision making really on both ends of the court. After he makes a couple of mistakes, will that change? I don't know. I have my skepticism over whether or not um, you know, Doc Rivers will stick with that. But right now, it does seem like there might be a change for this series. He said it slowly so you could understand it, though. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> okay. he did. Good. Well, when you, know, when you watch, even though uh, Harden has, has struggled 
down the stretch here. Uh, and his shooting is off, and if you look at the percentages, it's significantly off, especially from, from three. But it seems to me that there's a pattern here that's pretty clear to define. It's If he can play in isolation, if he can isolate a player defensively, he's still pretty effective. Where he gets into problems is when he gets caught in a, when he gets caught in a switch, and all of a sudden he's up against a big, and he, and he can't get that penetration. He can't get inside. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why I brought up the coaching thing. I, I just think the ability to try and get Harden into a position where he's comfortable versus what the other team does well defensively is going to be a problem because they're one of the, you know, the Toronto, among their many strengths defensively, is they're one of the best switching teams in the league. Yeah, no, they absolutely are. And they've got a lot of players who have a lot of real good uh, size, from Scotty Barnes to Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi. They have a lot of, and their big men can all move their feet. So if you start off with, let's say, Scotty Barnes defending um, James Harden and Precious Achua defending Joel Embiid, they can switch that uh, and be okay pretty much on both sides of that switch. So I think you're right. Rather than maybe seeing a whole lot of Joel Embiid, James Harden pick and rolls, you might see James Harden running a pick and roll with maybe Tyrese Maxey do something to try to get James Harden so he's isolated on Fred Van Vliet or Gary Trent Jr. or somebody like that who he has a size uh, mismatch against. And also who, quite frankly, Fred Van Vliet had that knee injury now for a couple of months. He's not moving like he previously was. I think you're going to have to be a little more creative in getting the right matchups that you want and getting you know James Harden to the point where he can be a, a real high-level scorer. I do agree with you that Toronto, for what they come out with in their base defensive scheme, is going to be a tough matchup for James Harden. So, yes, the Sixers have to be a little more creative in trying to get the right matchups. Derek, we have not discussed uh, the 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 800-pound gorilla in the room, which is when they go to Toronto for games three, four, and presumably six, uh, they will not have Matisse Thibel in the lineup because he did not get the second vaccine. Um, I know it's all speculative, but how much of a disadvantage do you expect that to put them at? Yeah, um, I mean, I think certainly on the defensive side of the floor, uh, that puts them at a huge disadvantage. Just as a Toronto team, like I said, they don't have a lot of, you know, sort of like what you would consider a, a high-level shot creator or a high-level perimeter score. What they do is they have four or five guys who can beat you off the dribble. And once they do beat you off the dribble, they're real good at both kicking it out to shooters in the corners and also crashing the glass. They use those lanes that open up um, to get second-chance opportunities. And the Sixers, outside of Bible, really do not do a good job of denying dribble penetration. And I think Toronto is going, because they have enough, maybe not the high-level score, they have enough options, enough scoring options, where I think they're going to be able to take advantage of that to some degree. So it's going to be a pretty big loss on the defensive side of the floor. Flip side is, offensively, you know, Toronto is real aggressive with their perimeter defenses. They like to trap a lot. Um, they like to send their, their big wings to pressure the ball and try to force mistakes. In doing so, they tend to leave the corners open uh, for three-point shooters. When Matisse Seibel's on the floor, uh, you can leave him open in the corner with really no concern because he's not going to take the sh- he's not going to make the shot. A lot of times, he's not even going to take the shot. So I think that, that loss will actually help the Sixers on the offensive side of the floor. The question is whether or not they're going to lose it all back on the other end. And I mean, this is not a team where you can lose very many of your perimeter defenders because, quite frankly, they only have one. Mm-hmm. One of the things that uh, in assessing the series and conversation about it, all the breakdowns and analysis during the week looking ahead to this, uh, have made a point of, and totally understandable, is is the idea of, of Toronto's ability to win on the offensive glass. I mean, they are really, really good getting offensive rebounds. The stats certainly support that, and if you watch them play, they certainly support that. Um, and even Doc Rivers has talked about that's something we're going to have to deal with. 
Um, how did the Sixers go about neutralizing that? Because that's one of the things that really has, has helped Toronto in, in games. And if they're not shooting a high percentage, if they're still getting the offensive rebounds of second and third chances, it really offsets that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure if Sixers can really stop it, but hopefully they don't get destroyed too much. I think part of it is denying that first dribble penetration uh, because one that once that ball handler gets into the paint, um, it opens up, like I said, offensive rebounding lanes. Um, and I think that hurts them. You know, I think they're going to have to sell out a little bit to bring their wings in to get those defensive rebounds. That might cost them a little bit in terms of getting out on their own break, but I think it's something they have to do. And quite frankly, they just need more contributors on defensive glass. You know, I think if they do get beat off the dribble on the perimeter, Joel Embiid's going to have to step up to contest the shot. They're going to need Tobias Harris, James Harden, George Niang, Danny Green, Matisse Leibel when he's playing at home games. Um, they need more con- contributions from those guys. It can't be all on Embiid because Embiid's going to be rotating all over the floor and just got to be a much more concerted effort. Some of these players that don't necessarily play with a whole lot of physicality on the glass are going to have to uh, muster some up uh, because this is a team that is going to crash the glass. And not just like physicality. Toronto's going to come in from the perimeter. They're going to swoop in with their athleticism. Uh, if you don't have a body on them, it's going to be real tough to keep them off the glass. That is a maybe the biggest key in the series. All right, Derek, let us close with your prediction. Derek Bodner, um, what do you see? I do still have the Sixers. Uh, it might be six, might be seven. I don't think anybody would necessarily be confident in them winning a game six on the road. But then again, we saw them lose a game seven at home last year. So maybe I'm talking myself out of it. But I do still have the Sixers winning in six or seven. There you go. Check them out. Uh, the Daily Six newsletter with Derek Bodner. Follow him on Twitter at Derek Bodner. NBA. Always a pleasure. Thanks so much for being our guest. Thanks for your expertise. Yep, thank you. Thanks, Derek. There you go. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.